Podcast. Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I can make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from the high desert, take it away, Markbot 5000. Heavens to Murgatroyd, it's not the foppish cotton snagglepuss. It's Markbot 5000 here again to introduce the Hard Mark Podcast. The wonderful, wonderful little program where Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, and delightfully stylish host even, and who just won much per show to his majestic friend, who has never watched wrestling. They talk about the backstory, they watch the match, and then they rank that match on their ever-growing list. And what a charmer that Ryan is! If I was not a robot, and was a living man, can you imagine some of the beautiful music we could make together? Boom, DA. The purpose of the show is to see what happens when somebody that's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, even. And let's bring out the star of the program. A lovable little white chocolate truffle, filled with whipped cream. Flynn Ryan Murphy. And as for little old me, exit. Stage right. Who's that? I'm sure, Ryan, the, the reference to 1970s cartoon icon Snagglepuss has not been lost on you. But yes, that was... Is, that, it, it little, is it a little bit of accent there? Like Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a Hannah... I'm sh- again, I'm sh- sure you're not familiar with this at all. But yes, Hanna-Barbera had a bunch of different cartoons where they were kind of like parodying various like celebrity people from like old-time celebrities, that type of thing. But yeah, that was Snagglepuss. Got it. But it kind of talk like this. <laughs> and it even sound like this, even. That's my best. It kind of sounds like I'm having an orgasm, but I, I promise I'm not. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, no other thoughts on the Snagglepuss? That's fine if not. No, I wasn't sure what it was. To sometimes, these are, sometimes these aren't for you. Sometimes these are solely for me and like the Never two ten. people who will pick up Hanna-Barbera cartoon references. Good. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little bit probably too young, you know, I think, um, as a young man. That's right. You're almost 33, though. Well, not, but... Jesus Christ was dead and risen by 33. <laughs> I've like. also accomplished a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, I mean, pretty comparable in many ways. I would say some. Some would say. Well, while we go down this sacrilegious uh, band, little little pathway here, why don't we take a detour into some wrestling? So our match here today, Ryan, it's one that I always knew that we were going to cover, but with our countdown to summer vacation, it made sense to push things up just a smidge. So I mentioned last time that to close things out. We are going to take a look at some stories involving two men in particular. Last episode, we saw a pretty brutal match involving Mick Foley and The Rock, uh, where Mick Foley was the recipient of 10 to 12 different chair shots to the head. Today's match is also going to be featuring the most electrifying man in sports entertainment as well. So last episode, The Rock was really reaching his peak as a piece of shit heel. Uh, As mentioned already, he viciously cracked Mankind over the head with a chair about a dozen times, and he proved that he had the mean streak needed to be taken seriously as a main event guy. So I don't think I need to remind you too much of the events of that match at this point. No, I still think about it every night. (laughs) It haunts your nightmares, (laughs) as it should. Well, the match that we're going to be watching today takes place over three years after that. Now, I'm sure we're going to go back at some point and revisit some of the moments within those three years. But in short, The Rock's tenure as a bad guy was really just buying time until the fans got a chance to love him as a hero. And that's exactly what would happen. In mid-1999, The Rock turned babyface and would stay that way moving forward, rechristening himself as the People's Champion. 
He would also drop the people's elbow. He'd raise the people's eyebrow. And along with Steve Austin, he would be the most popular wrestler in the world if you smell when I'm cooking, Ryan. <laughs> so we've seen The Rock a couple times. But we haven't really seen him at the apex of his career, at the peak of his powers until right now. The Rock was probably the most charismatic wrestler I'd ever seen. And while his ability to have the crowd eat from his, the palm of his hand was always incredible, we've not really delved into his bag of catchphrases, of which there were countless. So as a very quick crash course, Ryan, I'm going to run through some of the more notable ones here with a brief explanation of what each of them uh, mean. So the first one, which we actually delved into a little bit last last time, uh, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, again, that was something he said off the cuff at a WrestleMania. It basically just means if you know what I'm saying, but just with a little Rock spin on it, a little bit of innuendo. Uh, but that became kind of his main signature catchphrase that he would usually end his uh, his interviews with in the ring. Another popular one. Are you a big Wyclef Jean fan? Yep. Do you know who you don't know? Okay, just say you don't know who Wyclef Jean is. Who who I I don't. He was um, one of the. Like recognize- he's one of the yeah, Fugees. He had I a yeah. singles career. He's he's still <laughs> kicking around here and there. I don't think he's top of the pops these days, but he was a notable yeah. guy. Anyway, uh, the next catchphrase of the Rock. It doesn't matter. So so I'm just gonna. I'll be the Rock in this case. You'll be the person the Rock is uh, is playing off of. So just mm-hmm. just you know, I know your improv skills are top notch. So we'll just go along with this. Uh, hey Ryan, how 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 was your day today? Great. It doesn't matter how your day was today. <laughs> That's. I thought it was more of like it, it is what it is type of. No, it's a way of just no, completely is, shitting on the other person. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> Mick Foley has said that that is among his least favorite catchphrases of all time because he would go to like autograph signings and people would ask him a question and then immediately, it doesn't matter. Da, 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 da. Uh, no, but anyway, I- the reason I bring up Wyclef Jean is because he actually did a song called It Doesn't Matter, which featured The Rock uh, on it. Well, yeah. So there you go. Based off uh, his catchphrase? Yes, or? very much yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Next, know your role and shut your mouth. Pretty self-explanatory, that one. He'd he, be going back and forth with the guy, and then he'd tell them that they need to know their role and shut their mouth. Sound like a boss, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I know I know. you were a very stern supervisor back in the wave days. Uh, yeah. uh, he'd usually begin his in-ring promos, his in-ring interviews, with, finally, The Rock has come back to... And then it'd be the insert name of city. So Chicago or Seattle or New York or whatever the case may be. Uh, Next. And for the millions. And then little pause here. And then you kind of inhale to take in what he was smelling. What the people were smelling of the rock. (laughs) And and millions. So he, you know, that one's one's not as good. Uh, (laughs) Next, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Uh, SmackDown is another one. So if he was gonna, he's gonna lay the SmackDown on on somebody. It's not very good either. Like usually he'd lay the SmackDown on their candy ass. But he was the one uh, who really popularized the term SmackDown. That wasn't really a thing okay, until The Rock okay. started doing it. Uh, and then they even named their one of their big shows, their Friday night show, SmackDown after him. Jabroni. <laughs> Yeah. He did not invent the term jabroni, but he definitely yeah. popularized jabroni. Pie. This one's, <laughs> this one's a little a little different. Uh, so The Rock, there was a promo where he referenced how uh, this woman who was in the ring with him was looking to serve up The Rock a big piece of her poontang pie. Ooh. And so from that point forward, whenever The Rock would mention pie, it was always r- known among wrestling fans, oh, he's talking about He's talking about vagina right now when he says when he says pie. Well, I mean, pie is known as they're like interchangeable. Very much pie, so. Yeah, cream pie, and that pie. also lended its <laughs> cream. Just pie. that also. So Ric Flair had a little routine where he was known as the kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine fly, <laughs> limousine riding, jet flying son of a gun. Uh, the Rock then kind of adopted that and he became the jabroni beating 
pie-eating, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising, heart-stopping, elbow-dropping, people's champ, The Rock. So who's to say which one's better? I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> passing along information. Similar to Pi being the the female genitals, Strudel. Strudel is the uh, male genital. So like a like a piece of uh like spaghetti. Uh <laughs> Strudel is like a baked good. It's like a long sort of it's not like an eclair, but it's sort of a similar sort of shape. It's is it it's No, fat-ish. you're right. You're right, Eric. I, I know okay, I know what a fucking strudel is. Okay. I think I just cross those up. Uh still getting over a mild mild <laughs> let's, let's blame we'll blame it on that. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh Rudy Pooh candy ass. So he would oftentimes call people Rudy Pooh candy asses. Or he's gonna kick your Rudy Pooh candy ass. Oh, Ryan's not impressed by that one either. Yeah. Last one. So oftentimes he would, when he was threatening somebody, he like let's say let's say you were wearing a hat right now, and he didn't like your hat, or he just didn't like you. He'd say, "I'm gonna take that hat, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shine it up real nice." And he'd pause because people people they knew where he was going with that. I'm gonna shine that hat up real nice. Turn that some bitch sideways and stick it stick it straight up your candy ass. I feel that like it has more gravitas when he's doing it in front of like fifteen thousand people than me just doing it on a Skype call with you. Well, I'd be a little bit like if I had a hat on and he's in front of me, I'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck!" Like, well, right. I'm gonna, well, I'm glad you said that because Ryan, I'm going to take your little headphones there. Yeah, I'm going to shine those headphones up real nice. <laughs> Turn that some bitch sideways. Yeah. I'm going to stick it straight up your candy ass. Uh, and there's more, but you get the idea. So, with all the momentum that The Rock had, and with pro wrestling as big as it ever been. The rock star was shining so brightly that its light began to reach outside of the WWF universe. Uh, He had a guest starring role on Star Trek. He played his own dad on that 70s show. (laughs) But probably the biggest showcase on a mainstream level of The Rock's talents was on Saturday Night Live. So his appearance on SNL is really what led to his cameo in The Mummy Returns, which then led to his, his first starring role as the Scorpion King, which would only lead to bigger and better things in the following decades. Saturday Night Live kicked that all off, though. Yes, I think that absolutely wow. opened people's eyes like, oh, he's not just a wrestler. He can do a lot, and he's very good at a lot. I, what do you think about his acting? Um, I mean, he's at this point in time. Like, I think everyone's kind of gotten acclimated to like what like the Rock action hero is. I think initially he was trying to do more than just that. Like he was like he played like a gay was it like a gay bodyguard in Be Cool or something. And he was like that movie wasn't great, but he was like pretty decent in that role. I think he was trying to do a little bit more initially, and then just kind of like fell into what he was most successful Whoa. at. At this point in time, he's just, he's basically The Rock and everything. I did think, though, The Rock playing Danny DeVito in the most recent Jumanji movie was hilarious to me the entire time. Wait, Danny DeVito? Yeah, have you seen any of the Jumanji movies? No. The, the new uh, ones? Ma- no, 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 no. So, like, to give a very, very brief version of it, so... The premise of the new ones, not the original Robin Williams ones, but the new ones is it's yeah. a video game and it's malfunctioning and it sucks these kids in and they become the characters in the game. So like the nerdy kid, he gets in the body of the rock and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so powerful now. And like, whatever. And like the football player, I think he Ooh. gets turned into like Kevin Hart. So he's like a little guy now. Uh, so they're all having to like, and the second movie, Danny DeVito gets sucked into the video game. <laughs> and so The Rock is portraying Danny DeVito as his character. Interesting. And then Kevin Hart is playing who does he play? <laughs> Danny Glover as Kevin Hart. And oh. it was it was hilarious to me just watching them do impressions of those people uh the whole time. So he probably gets more flack for his acting than he probably deserves. I don't think he's like phenomenal at it, but he's certainly good at what he does generally. And I think he's probably capable of more. It's just if you're hiring The Rock, you want to put him in the big action hero role as opposed to something else. But he's an incredibly talented comedic actor too, I think. So in 2002, we get our first look at the fully formed final version of The Rock. Uh, It was starting to become obvious that he had achieved everything that he could in the world of wrestling after just five short years in the business. He'd already been a multiple-time world champion. 
He'd already made evented WrestleMania in 1999, 2000, and 2001, and so there really wasn't a whole lot left for him to do. And so with Hollywood beckoning, it became a question of what carrots could possibly be dangled in front of The Rock to keep him interested in the world of wrestling. But, as luck would have it, the biggest event in modern wrestling had taken place over the past year. The WWF's biggest competitor, WCW, the company that they had fought tooth and nail every Monday night went out of business. I'll attempt to give the world's briefest history lesson on WCW. Media mogul Ted Turner, who also owned the Atlanta Braves back in the day, he also owned TBS, which was the first superstation in the United States. The most popular show on TBS, especially in the early days, was World Championship Wrestling, which was run by a company called Jim Crockett Promotions. Crockett, in trying to contest Vince McMahon, overexpanded and eventually ran into financial trouble. Turner, not wanting to lose one of his biggest shows, bought the assets to save the show and rebranded the company itself to World Championship Wrestling. Things were mostly okay for the next decade or so. Although there were people within the Turner organization that hated that they had a wrestling product under their umbrella, but Ted was adamant about supporting it and would always come in to save the day anytime WCW found themselves in any trouble. But eventually Ted lost power with the or within the organization, and in 2001, Time Warner and AOL... Uh, everyone loves AOL. Uh, they began a merger, and without Turner to protect them, WCW was put on the chopping block immediately. This led to Vince McMahon himself buying WCW for a meager $2.5 million. This gave Vince WCW's logo, the name, and the majority of the wrestlers under contract to WCW. However, this did not buy all of the WCW talent. The biggest stars with the company were not under WCW contracts. They were contracted with Time Warner directly, and they were all being paid multi-million dollar contracts to sit at home, and they were not interested in taking a pay cut to go back to work. And so as a result... The WWF tried to do a big storyline where WCW invaded, but because none of the biggest WCW names were involved, the storyline sucked a big fat one. Now, Ryan, you may be wondering what any of this has to do with The Rock. Well, as mentioned, all of this WCW drama happened in 2001. Fast forward to 2002, some, but not all, of those Time Warner contracts had finally elapsed and allowed some of those big names to make the jump to the WWF. Most notably was the man whose departure from the WWF sent shockwaves through the industry in the mid-90s, the man who not only spearheaded the rock and wrestling boom of the 1980s, but had a career renaissance again in the 90s as the leader of the NWO. The first professional wrestler to host Saturday Night Live, to be featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and star as a leading man in Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. But the WWF would not be getting Hulk Hogan. Instead, they'd be getting his bad guy alter ego, Hollywood Hogan, along with his NWO brothers of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So with these pieces in place, on February 18th, 2002, in Chicago, Hogan would come out to address his WWF fans after a near 10-year absence from the company. So let's go ahead. We'll take a look at that right now. There's only one thing that I've got to say to you WWF fans. You can kiss my ass. No! I'm the biggest star, past or present, in the wrestling world today, and there'll never, ever be a bigger star in the wrestling business than Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Can you doubt that, JR? Can you say he's wrong? Kiss my ass. Uh -oh. I don't think it's for me to say, but maybe somebody else has got a, a different opinion. I don't know, but here comes the people's champion, The Rock. Do you actually think that it was the people that drove you out of the WWF? What he said. That's exactly. It doesn't matter what you think. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The Rock has one thing to say. 
You talked about headlining, main eventing, WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Oh my God! The Rock has, has challenged Hogan! He's challenged Hogan for WrestleMania! Oh my gosh! Yes! You know, Rock, it'll be a pleasure to kick your ass at WrestleMania. So I say, let's do it. The Rock made the challenge. Hogan has accepted. And by the way, Rock, good luck. Because you're going to need it. Not as much as you. Brother. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, imagine that, but uh, like added another uh, twelve minutes on top of it. I think, and even you saying that, like it, it circles all the way back to what I initially said when we started this podcast, like which is the South Park like wrestling thing, where it's not, it's not, it's no longer, it's the theater, <laughs> and this is it. This is it. Like the yeah. fans are going nuts over just like you know the words that it, it's and. At first, I was kind of shitting on wrestling about that, but I think it's like such a beautiful part of wrestling now, you know. Like, <laughs> and it's brought me all the way back, almost full circle now to this point. Like, I mean, some know. of my absolute favorite wrestling moments were not right a match. It was like a moment that happened outside of a like setting up a match or like after a match or something like like those are just as good, if not better, as the matches themselves a lot of times. Well, I think you probably said that initially in the video. I just was like, oh, like, rest, this is not wrestling, you know, like, rest, <laughs> you know, what? This is, they're just making fun of, but no, like, I think they made a, I think, if you look at it, they make a really great point about, like, it's it's the theater of the whole thing, and like, you know, yeah, you kind of see it more and more, and as you watch wrestling, you see it, you kind of respect that part of the game. <laughs> you know? so that's the side that's the side of the sport, you know? Like maybe we'll uh, need to re sit down and, and watch it together for uh for our, our during our summer break at some point, that South Park episode, who knows? But yeah. uh any any other thoughts on, on what we just saw there? Hulk versus Rock, the challenge being made and accepted. I mean, was there was there any repercussions for that? He did body slam on he was upset like there were, yeah, there was a bunch of bullshit that happened. like honestly that the match itself sell the match sells itself. Yeah, Hulk right, Hogan right, and The right. Rock, that's all you need to say. Yeah. You can just kind of tease physicality realistically and just be fine with that. They, at this point in time in the WWF, they were going way over the top with shit. You'll see it when we actually watch the match. There's going to be a little video that plays ahead of it. Hulk Hogan did something. That, I think he hit him in the back of the head with a hammer at one point, and then they load The Rock into an ambulance, and while The Rock's in an ambulance, Hulk Hogan somehow gets a ha- gets a hold of a semi-truck and, like, drives the semi-truck into this ambulance, too. So, like, none of that... This match did not need all those things, but because of the era of time, yeah. they just did it yeah. anyway. But, like, none of those things are relevant to the match whatsoever. What you just saw was the most relevant thing, I think. Got it. But... The match is set. Icon versus Icon. People's Champ versus The Immortal. The Rock versus Hollywood Hogan. WrestleMania 18 in the Toronto Sky Dome in front of nearly 70,000 people. And without giving anything away, I'll say that if there is one match that epitomizes the importance of a crowd, it's this one. If you were to sit down and you watch this match on mute, it is a completely different experience versus watching with sound and just so it's clear i think it's probably pretty obvious from what we just saw the rock he's absolutely being positioned as the good guy hogan as the bad guy now whether or not the fans in toronto will choose to see things that way we're going to find out for ourselves shortly uh any questions comments concerns before we jump into the data real quick uh nope good all right as far as the data Ryan's record, 45-36-1. He is on a three-match win streak. He could set a new streak record if he wins out before summer vacation. So something to, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
Uh, in matches involving Hulk Hogan, six and six. Yeah. Matches involving The Rock, four and zero. You were undefeated really? in matches wow. involving The Rock, as it turns out. Zero and one in Toronto, uh, which the only match we've saw that we've seen emanating from Toronto so far was a match that also featured Hulk Hogan when he when he took on the Ultimate Warrior. You picked Hulk to win. Hulk, in fact, lost that match. No, I'd really hate to. I don't know if I've heard anything undefeated, clean line here in a while. Four now. I want to keep this going. Yeah, so. you'll take it. You'll take it. Um, yeah. And I know last episode, last Wrestle Talk, you picked ahead of time. It doesn't yeah. seem like you're picking ahead of time this time. Uh, I won't. I'll, I'll play this one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll play this one uh, as, as we get through. Yeah. As is your right. As is your right. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a brief break. We'll watch The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, I should say, at uh, WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, and we will be right back. Thanks, everybody. watched hulk hogan hollywood hulk hogan take on the rock wrestlemania 18 toronto sky dome ryan what did you think of that match i don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I See, don't know. for somebody and like i know where you're going with this and it's fine but for somebody yeah. who like you've always been adamant that like a crap like a good crowd is what it takes for you to get invested in a match arguably like We've seen moments of crowd where it was like surpassing that, but as far as like yeah. a sustained, they were into it from start to finish. You're not going to find a better match with a better crowd than that. It's it's like it's like it's like watching the New York Yankees play like the Boston Red Sox. It's going to be a great crowd. It's a main event, but it's kind of like ah, eh, like these are the two. They always are there. Like it's you know, where I'd rather watch like the fucking you know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of Tampa Bay Devil Rays play, you, you know, the Kansas City Royals. And that's a, that could be a great crowd, you know, but like the match is just more. That match was uninspiring, Eric. I'm sorry. I don't want to like get the crowd was great. It was, you know, you're going to have a great crowd. The crowd uh-huh. was amazing, but uninspiring match. Like it just didn't get my, pull my heart. I feel like oh, I've I spoiled you with, uh, with too many, too many hard hitting Mick Foley matches as of late. I think, so. I think so, especially coming off one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that We're, might have been it. That that could have that could have potentially led to. Yeah, uh, if somebody's not getting hit in the head with a chair eight times, then you just don't have want anything to do with that, about it. Apparently, I, <laughs> I'm, 
I don't know. It just it had. I don't. Want, I don't know where you want to be places. So it just had a lot of some bullshit in it, you know. Like, well, I. You know, we're, we're not, not the non bullshit guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, he's he's never been accused of being a bullshit guy. He's he he, no. res- he respects not bullshit. It's, it, that's the main takeaway from this whole thing. But we'll get we'll get into the notes. So that so Ryan did predict the Rock successfully, might I add. That brings your record to five and zero oh in matches Thank involving you. the Rock. Thank you. That's pretty Thank fucking you. crazy. Thank you. And uh, I think you have to take my opinion about this match a little more seriously with that. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit. You're also on a four match win streak. So again, the the March continues on he's he's i believe your your record your your all-time longest win streak uh, that we've had so far has been six so you you're on the precipice of that you're at four now so we'll see how it goes but uh, as far as the match itself we have the video package at the start it sort of summarized some of the things that we had already seen and also uh showed us the the bit that i i mentioned uh to you before we went to the break where Hulk Hogan took the 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 semi truck and drove it into the Rock's yeah. ambulance and stuff. Which again, like you were even asking me about it, like there were no visual representations of any injuries suffered by the no, Rock. No, but it was just like it, I don't know. Maybe this is a Rock's play, but he looked like you know he's looking at his eyes. They're all fearful, like you know. And, sure. And, and when he was slamming Hulk Hogan down right before he went to the hospital, he didn't look very fearful, you know. Um, so it was that. It was just that look of like fear, and like I'm gonna. You know, that was a common rock thing. He would always do like the big bug eye. Oh, was it a com- Yeah, it was a fair, fairly common. But yeah, like when moments of intensity needed to happen, the the big bug eyed. So intense. So so intense. Drew, I was guys, I was shocked. I didn't know what's going to happen. I was in all right. Overlay. You're kind. Of, you're being a you're being a dick right now. But anyway, so we watched the video package, and then we have Hollywood Hogan making his entrance. You really. We're thrown off by the strobe effect and black and white. Uh, no, I thought it was filter. good. No, you didn't. You I didn't like it. I know. I, I did. I just. It, it was hard to like watch because like visual. Like it just visually it was hard. But I thought it was good. You were complaining about just, seizures the whole time. Yes, I know. I thought I was going to have one. <laughs> I, I absolutely. <laughs> have did. you ever had a seizure before? I haven't, but I I could totally see where um this would this would come in. I, I didn't like, it was hard to watch, but I thought like it was cool. It was just like, right. this is going to be over. You know, <laughs> this is why you need a close friend. That's a doctor, Ryan. <laughs> You're prone well, to seizures. You know, like, okay, sure. Uh, okay. So Hulk Hogan makes his entrance. Then the rock, the rock uh, enters. Like you're already starting to get a sense of where the direction of this match is going. Like the Rock, there is a chorus of boos immediately upon uh, his entrance, and then when they face off, then it's like clear. Oh shit! This is like seven eighty twenty Hulk yeah. versus yeah. versus Rock. Probably it's yeah. not entirely yeah. pro Hulk, but the vast majority is on on Team Hollywood. Right, right. Uh, which I mean, you seem to even be taken aback by how much they were into it in spite of the fact that they weren't doing physically all that much at the beginning. The crowd was, I mean, are you talking about the crowd? Yeah, for, like, they were reacting to everything. It, right, like even the beginning when they were kind of just like, you know, the chatter, like the small stuff, you know? Like, yes. It was great, and I loved it. Like, it kept, like I don't usually like slow starts to the match, but the crowd was so engaging and so engaged in the match that it was like, it kept me, like I wasn't focused on the, all the bullshit that was going on, you know? Like, <laughs> um, There's that so. word again, bullshit. I love the crowd. I, I, if you're going to ask me like where this crowd stands, high ranking crowd, very high ranking. Crowd. <laughs> it has to be fucking amazing as far as crowds are concerned. It probably would be. It was so, very good. As far as the uh, match, but, I guess we'll find out soon, soon enough. Yeah. But, uh, I always like, as I mentioned before, I always like, uh, notes. Like I always put in my notes when I see a sign, that is yeah. emblematic of that time and place and, uh, yeah. you know, the zeitgeist in, in society. One of the big prominent signs that I saw in the background right around the face-off, D's Nuts. Oh, really? Yes, big D. I missed it. Yeah, 2002, D's Nuts. Because it, it's big now. D's Nuts. <laughs> that never really go away. It <laughs> changed the game. The D's yeah. Nuts game. Yeah, that never stopped either. That train keeps rolling. You know? I know we're going to be an old wow. man still, still, still hearing yeah, those D's yeah. nuts references. But one thing that I, I didn't point I until it was pointed out to me, I never picked up on it and like how much it 
helps the ambiance of, I mean, probably most things in like sports or whatever, but especially wrestling is flash bulbs going off. I, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It's like, I think it was just like, it just makes it, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful like sports thing. Like in it, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it's got, you got this like kind of cross thing that just, you know, like, yeah, I mean, just like, it's, it's, it's just, it adds to like, it's a visual it's representation huge, of huge. how many people are actively like trying to capture that moment that doesn't like, I've seen literally side by side. Somebody took a video of the rock making his entrance with all the flash bulbs going off versus a more modern entrance that he made where everyone had smartphones and shit. And it was like very distinctly different. Well, I always wonder if they, like, maybe initially it was, like, a real, like, you know, you capture that and it's a lot of flashballs. But, like, I'm yeah. always wondering if they, like, kind of edited that in now to stuff. Just because you're right, like, exactly like you said. It just makes the whole thing, like, different when you see how many, like, all these flashballs. But mm-hmm. I've never seen, like, you know, like, an event that had, like, that many going off. And it, I don't know. But, yes, in this case, I saw, I was with you, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's yeah. a lot of, like... Uh, so it helped. I thought it, yeah, it did. For it sure did. I liked it a lot. That's part of the crowd, but that's part of the crowd. The, 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 we, we give that's those points the, to the crowd. We give, yeah, we can give them extra points. They're already <laughs> but the match itself, as far as the notes, so we've got a lock up. The very first thing that happens, Hulk, they kind of, they're locking up. Hulk shoves the rock off. That's when the big bug eye moment happens that we mentioned earlier, big cheers. And then uh headlock again. The Rocky, like Rocky sucks chance from the very beginning, which we had not heard as wrestling fans. We had not heard the chant of Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks since he was like a bad guy. This was like the first. And I don't know that they actually didn't like the rock. It's just like you have all these people who grew up with Hulk Hogan and they're seeing their childhood right. hero before he was out as racist uh, yeah. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling. It's the rock. And it's like instinctively, you're just you're going to root for your childhood guy. I would have. Yeah. I'm not even, I was your childhood, but like if you put up the rock and fucking Hulk Hogan. Sure. <laughs> I, and plus, you know, I like fans are already so stoked. I would have been there. Like I would have wanted to be just as stoked. Like I would have <laughs> Hulk Hogan it. Yeah. 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 But uh, um, the commentators yeah. even tried to like call it a mixed reaction at certain points. Which I mean, technically, I guess may not have been entirely wrong, but it was absolutely more pro yeah. pro Hogan yeah, as you're watching it. Sure. But I mean, I think that you could probably summarize the offense, the vast majority of it, punches, clotheslines. That's most of it. Yep. <laughs> Some of the punches it, were better than others, in, in Ryan's opinion. I mean, I just want to. I get it. I get. It. I'm being. I'm. I'm criticizing. I'm being kind of negative here, but like. <laughs> These are, it's just some of this is so obvious. You could tell it was such a high, like, you know, highly ranked match. And like, they're, they're taking, they're being very delicate on each other when they, when they do this. Like, and it just, I get the theater, but like, it just kind of pisses me off, man. Like, like, like hit them, like, or at least, at least be, make it look good. You know, like I saw so many things just like poorly executed, you know, if I'm, if I'm fixing, if I'm running it, I'm pissed, you know? Like, sure. If you're a Vince McMahon and you're, you know, actively committing rapes and you're watching this, then yeah, you're very upset about it. Or a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a dolphin. Can you imagine if Vince McMahon was a dolphin, how much more rape there would be? He's multiplied by time t- 10, probably. No. But we'll just, uh, we'll jump ahead a little bit here. Let's see. So I think really, because you were pro Hulk in terms of your pick for a bit. I was. I think I was. because I of the crowd, crowd, probably, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm trying to th- center in exactly where it was where you switched. I think it was when you started... F- so Rock hit Hulk with one punch that basically knocked him outside, and I think that's that was the first seed that was planted where you were like, what the fuck, he just hit him one time, and he's like jumping out of the ring or whatever? And so like that was like the first thing. And there, I think right around the point of the abdominal stretch, which I even have in my notes, I said, abdominal stretch, mm. Ryan's favorite. So when Hulk put the rock in that, I think that was probably the the final nail in the coffin as far as his chance to be picked by you. I mean, again, just what is that move? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're I stretching don't their abdominals. What are you not understanding about this? I know. Ryan? It looks like he's a trainer, like getting him stretched out to beat someone's ass later. Like, you know, like it's not just looking like it hurts. Certain things also. So here's just an insight into Ryan's psyche 
for better or for worse. So they're doing the punches in the turnbuckle. Hulk, usually when you do that, so like the guy will be kind of leaning in the corner. The other guy's opponent will climb up on the second rope and just start like raining down punches. In most cases, you'll do 10. And one of the things that wrestling fans from 75 years ago to now, every wrestling fan in the history of time, they always love counting to 10. <laughs> One, two, three, yeah, four, yeah. like that. But Hulk, he did three, and then he leans down, and like any, I, for me, I felt like it was fairly obvious that he was biting the rock. That's not where Ryan's mind went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was kissing him. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of looked, and, and then like, I, I thought like also for a bite, they got no additional like, reaction like you know like he was their guy i mean they weren't gonna boo it yeah well like you know it's just like the rock's not like fucking pissed you know like, <laughs> like you just but it looked more like a kiss like a kiss of like hey like i'm the old guy passing it on to you <laughs> like that's that's the uh that's what i got out of it, I, don't, you know? I don't know if i've ever seen a kiss like, like creepy that old man kiss you know oh, like Jesus. Hulk Hogan. You're, you're, that's that's you're gonna get a sued ryan uh, they go they go back i think another thing that also was another like mm, i don't think i want to pick him anymore was when hulk took some of his wrist tape off and started choking the rock with it i i remember you were like kind of like uh groaning at that part as well and then really what sealed the deal finally was when they're brawling outside hogan starts like taking some of the stuff off the table and then the rock counters start slamming hulk's face into the table but you were very very, very anti, like, the amount of impact that was happening. There was no impact. <laughs> his hands there were hitting the no. table pretty hard, Ryan, as a his matter of fact. His hands hit the table, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Hulk Hogan, you're not taking Mick Foley bumps. I'm sorry. Like, I love Mick Foley as much as anybody, I, but he, he had a formula that he was comfortable with and that he stuck to, and there was not going to be any deviating from that. I understand. I understand this is different, but like I'm, I'm coming as an outsider. I'm just telling you what I think, Eric. That's why I'm here. I'm telling you what I think. The guy who doesn't watch wrestling doesn't know about wrestling, right? That's my role. I'm telling you what I think. Yeah, I'm not, not so, judging you. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not judging the Hulk. I'm not judging the Rock. I'm not judging McFoley. I'm no one. I'm, I'm telling you what I think. Uh, they go back in the ring. The referee gets gets knocked down. That may have been. What was the best looking move in your opinion? Because for me, the ref bump might have been one of the better looking sequences. Well, I thought they both kind of played into that ref bump, right? Like he threw him against the ring and mm-hmm. then the rock kind of like came in and knocked him out like a little yeah. bit like, you know, so. That yeah. actually didn't look bad. And then when the referee's down, Rock puts Hulk in the sharpshooter. Hulk gets to the ropes. But hey, guess what? No referee. There's no break of that hold or no. anything. Rock pulls him back out. Hulk Hogan taps, which a lot of times when you see something like that, because the rock, like the rock, oh, the rock should have won right there. Yeah. But the referee didn't see it. And so that's kind of the out that, oh, Hulk Hogan's probably going to win now. A lot of times something like that will happen. Obviously, it didn't yeah. quite play out in that way uh, in this scenario. But then Hulk, he hits the rock bottom on the rock, uses the rock's own finishing move against him. The referee comes to just briefly, just barely enough to start the three count. One, two, rock kicks out. Uh, and then we kind of come to the the end end of the match. Uh, they start whipping each other with Hulk Hogan's weight belt a little bit. Rock bottom from the rock to Hulk Hogan. And then we have the Hulk up. Did you think when, when Hulk was, when he was summoning the strength in the crowd, did you think, oh shit, this might be it? Um, I mean, there was a, not as much as usual, but like there was a little bit. Like I, I thought like maybe I was wrong. <clears throat> right. But uh, no, I didn't get any strong signs that the okay. Hulk was going to like take this one. Now I was like, fairly confident. <laughs> one of my favorite lines too, and I wasn't sure if you were if you did hear it or not. But like when Hulk hits the leg drop, you hear Jim Ross. That's the movie bit he beat Andre the Giant with, which was the very first match that we ever watched together. Was Hulk beating Andre? Um, no, there was a line there though that I I, I feel like people have just cat like it's it's just all of us kind of. A- meme you know whatever like mm-hmm. you kind of hear it in the background of like some clip that people put on like it was this from this match and he just you remember what i commented i remember on you that? commenting on it. i wasn't sure exactly which line it was that you were referencing though at the, at the moment play it back or something but like it was it, it wasn't more it wasn't more of what he said he kind of just screamed just like oh my like it's just, oh. his pitch went like probably way up and, yeah, yeah it was either that or hell in a cell more than likely one of the two yeah, maybe that was similar good. sorts of tones yeah. but uh yeah like most of that crowd 
thought that was fucking it. When Hulk hit the leg yeah. drop, they were just assuming that's that's ball game. He's he's hulking up. He's doing the classic Hulk Hogan routine. Well, they haven't watched eighty three wrestling matches. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly, and they haven't yeah. documented each of them on a spreadsheet either. Right. They don't have the data to back it up. So, but the Rock does kick out. The Rock then hits, uh, or actually Hulk Hogan goes for a second leg drop. Rock moves. Rock hits a second rock bottom, picks him right back up. Third rock bottom, kip up, and then he hits the people's elbow, which I'm actually a little surprised that you've never complained about the people's elbow before. Why? I like it because I'm a big rock fan. It is objectively a very silly move for that to be someone's finishing move. So, like, to set the stage... What happens is the Rock will like basically plant the guy in the middle of the ring, takes his elbow pad in a big, takes his elbow pad off in a big kind of celebratory thing, throws it in the crowd, crisscross across the ring, and then he just drops the elbow and like that's the end of the match. Again, I don't hate it, but it just feels like the type of thing that Ryan would ordinarily not like. I I mean, I was more like, am I going to win right here? (laughs) The the actual move. Okay, Um, noted. But. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Th- I I did think. I think there's a lot of silly finishing moves, to be honest. Like, and some of them are like pretty good. Like, but like some of them are just fucking stupid, you know. As well. sure. So like, this doesn't like. I don't know. I, I I didn't pay a ton of attention to it. Like I said, I was like, is this? Am I going to take the match here? Okay, that, yeah, that was what I was looking at. So, but Hulk loses. Rock wins, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, they shake hands in the middle of the ring. Hulk is given the thumbs up, the seal of approval to The Rock. Rock exits, and then we have Holland Nash, the NWO, Hogan's running buddies. Uh, they they show up. They're clearly pissed, not only that they were asked to stay backstage during the match, but also that that Hollywood Hogan shook The Rock's hand. What the fuck is that bullshit? And then they, they give him the old Pearl Harbor job, and then you called it, Ryan. The Pearl Harbor job. <laughs> yeah, they ambushed him. That's an ambush. Jesus. Well, that's not a... That's, they, they, we're the sounds like a, sounds like a mix of Pearl Harbor and a hand job. Like. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure out what the what that actually means. But uh, And then you called it, Ryan. Hulk's getting beat up. Who runs in to make the save? None other than The Rock. And the two of them join forces, fight off Hall and Nash. Hulk and Rock then pose together. They pose for the adoring public and they leave, which was actually a nice way of kind of like, because you don't want to, like this huge crowd to like leave feeling like, oh, fuck the Rock. I hate him, blah, blah, blah. Like that was just kind yeah. of a nice way yeah, of yeah. tying them together. Like, okay, give Rock some of that Hulk dust, sprinkle that on him, and yeah. now they can both be beloved good guys together. It was fine. I had no problem with it. <laughs> so, so fucking analytical. Let's get into the ranking. What uh, what are we thinking? This will be interesting to see where you put this. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I could put this in the top three categories. Like, um, so not fucking amazing, not great, and not good. So we're talking okay at best. Yeah, I mean, I thought this match was like relatively terrible. Like, um, <laughs> relatively terrible. I, um, I know. Can I, really it, quick, it, me, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Not that you need to commit to a number. What what area would this match be if that crowd was not what it was? Oh, I mean, it could be I in the seventies. Oh, jeez. Okay, great. So that's that's firmly like I mean, like you said, if you if I watched this on mute, I would have fucking hated it. Like I know I would have hated it. Um, <laughs> I don't care how big of names these are. This match, like you, I do take into it a little bit. And when I make this ranking, yes, one the crowd, and then also like who these people were, you know, like okay, and they don't they don't wrestle that way anymore. And it's more of you know a show. But like, like I said, I'm on the show to judge a match. I'm gonna make my judgment. You know? um, it's not gonna be great. Like I think, <laughs> okay, um, I think it has to go. I uh, don't want to just I don't wanna totally disrespect it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you what do you mean? What do you think of? Well, I will, I'm not. I don't like it. Okay. He's got a, you know, Sasha Banks. <laughs> Why are you always picking on the women, Ryan? I don't I understand and it. That's what I said. I said I'm not going to. He man, woman hater. He's back, everybody. We haven't had a match that he's well, hated. Obviously, this wasn't a very good match either, Eric. It's number 55. <laughs> oh, why? Because it had okay. women in it, Ryan? I don't know why. I'm pretty respectful. I bet there's a woman matches up here somewhere. Like, I'm going to message Greta right now. Like, why? Why did? You, why is this not a thing anymore? Is it because of his misogyny? <laughs> Tell I mean, me. It's getting worse. 
Yeah, the the longer this incel period lasts, the more hatred he's growing for these women's matches. No, no. Next no, episode, he's going to request that we re rank yeah. them and put them in fucking awful. I think the new. How about the new fifty two? Okay. So, just, so, I, so still I, I a little bit above Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Got just it. a little bit above, like, uh, <laughs> but but not too close where, to draw any like criticism or, or like <laughs> make people think that you're specifically targeting it. I wasn't going to say it, Eric, but you forced me to say it. Okay, really I quick, really quick. I thought, and I was forced to say my thought. I wasn't forcing. I just, I you was, did. I was genuinely curious, and then you just added yourself as you know a he-man woman hater. So that's on you. But I uh, didn't want to. Like, I understand. Okay. All right. Really quick, All right. and I, I'm not attempting to dissuade you because I like I like this match. I think I'd probably rank it higher than you did, but I'm not going to take you to task for it or anything like that. Okay. This is not going to okay. be a repeat of that match a few episodes ago. Thanks. But I do want to say, so 52 currently, so the match that you're looking to bump down, just to refresh your memory, Jake Roberts versus Randy Savage, that is the match where we watched the snake bite and gnaw on Randy Savage's arm. Well, there's obviously like something I didn't love about that either. Like, there's some bullshit there. Oh, uh, that was one of the among the more frustrating moments for me. Also, yes, uh, the match, <laughs> uh, the match underneath that 53. That's Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Goldust. That was the Hollywood yep. backlot brawl where they were fighting yep, out in the yep, street, yep, right. <laughs> and uh, there was like yep. there was an OJ chase scene and and whatnot like that. So, with with all that said, I'm just again trying to refresh your memory. Are you still cool yep. with? It being where it is. I am. And I feel like I'm fucking this match over a little bit. Like, I feel like for what it was, it's, but that's, that's where my heart is. You know, I, I didn't love it, you know, but I, you know, did I win? Of course. (laughs) See, this is the, this is the Ryan I don't like when you get super cocky about your picks. And like, that's why I take so much relish when you're, when your streak gets just to the point where you're really hoping for wins. Like when you don't care and you're just kind of flip-flopping between wins and losses, like, okay, sure. But then when you get really fucking confident about your abilities, that's when I love seeing you get taken down a peg. That's when you pull some bullshit out. You put some, like, fucking snakes in this new match. You're going <laughs> to bite right. some hands. It's, yeah. Ryan's it's, most hated things, snakes and women. <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm married. I'm, I'm going to have a daughter here soon, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of women. I just... Whatever Ryan says does not reflect the opinions of the Hardmark podcast. Hey, I judge based on wrestling, not sex. Okay, so <laughs> that's all I need. You, you woman, you had a great wrestling match. I'm all in. All right, I judge on the merits of your wrestling ability. That's that's it. He's made that abundantly clear as he's targeted these poor women. I just rated Hulk Hogan and The Rock 52. I, that's not clear. I don't know what it is. Still, like, still above the women. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's that time, Ryan. We're going to finish this some bitch out with a little segment I like to call and the world likes to call Eric's Wisdom Tree. Uh, oh. Wow. Well, yeah. That was different. I did a different thing this time. You so, did. Sometimes you did. I switch it up. Uh, sometimes I switch. You've never switched it up at all. This is the first time switching it up. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's summer summer vacation. You get a little good, antsy. Good. You yeah. get a little antsy. Let's do it. <sighs> It's not one that's necessarily speaking to me a lot. I, I, can I can I say you've had some really shitty ones recently? Like very, you, this used to be a segment that I looked forward to some good like quality debate, and you have picked garbage the last like ten weeks. <laughs> that sounds very very clinical. Can you list all ten of my wisdom trees? No, I just know they used to be um, used to be up for a little bit more. Like I mean, pick something like mildly controversial but not stupid, you know? Like, and then now you're just picking. Like, mostly, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you're going between right now and, like, looking, like, pick something good, all right? The people, like, want a good air system tree. This isn't what I was going to choose. I'm only ch- choosing this because you're goading me into this. I don't know why I'm being goaded by you, of all people, but I'm I'm allowing myself to be goaded <laughs> You're in. a fucking co-host on the show. Is that not a reason? Like, <laughs> you, you used to be the man of a thousand compliments. I respected that man. This man, I don't know what he is. <laughs> a shell of his former self. That's what he is. Uh, okay. All right. Here's one. I'm not. I'm not even certain that I 100 percent buy into this, but I'm pretty sure I believe this. Street Fighter. That's better than Mortal Kombat. God. <laughs> I mean, like, just I. I'm a Mortal Kombat like fan. I don't know Street Fighter all that. Really? Well. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, like, well, so when, because you're a, a young, youthful, vibrant man, very young, very. Youthful, when we, when I say uh, Mortal Kombat to you, what, what do you think of? Oh, well, like the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Professor. Which video game exactly? Because when I think of Mortal Kombat, I think of like one, two, and three. Those for me are like the most nostalgic. But like again, you came around a lot a little bit later. I, I, I don't. I mean, I just I don't know. This is like. What system did you play Mortal Kombat on? Maybe that'll help. Super Nintendo. Okay, so that so that would be yeah. the same like that original era of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I don't. So, but that's that. I mean, that's why I'm Mortal Kombat. I, I mean, damn it, Eric! Like, what? If, what? If, like, just, what? No, just go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean that's basically it. I just I, I I've, I've I've crunched the data and I've determined like Mortal Kombat. Hey. It's got its place. I, I respect the Mortal Kombat game. Well, what's what's Street Fighter on? Like, because I mean, it made the very first. Well, maybe not very first. The first major, like Street Fighter Two, blew everyone's asses out. That was also on the Super Nintendo. It was okay. Yes, as was. Well, my parents were against violent video games, so like you know. Well, I mean, is that why? So that's why you've gravitated towards it later. Later now in life is because you weren't allowed to play it as a kid. Because Street Fighter is, the worst that would happen in Street Fighter is if you hit a guy in the gut, he'd barf. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I know Doom was like an issue. Like, my mom's like, don't play Doom. Mm, sure, uh, yeah. So I always went to go play Doom at my friend's house because I was like, I, well, I can't play. I got to play. I can <laughs> yeah. see what this is about. Like, but I don't, like, I mean, Mortal Kombat was like, though, I don't remember Street Fighter, so I don't know. But. I mean, if you're going to ask me what to, yeah, I'm thinking Mortal Kombat. It was actually a great video game. So it was, it was good. It was, yeah, so, but yeah. Street Fighter was just a better playing game. I think, okay. especially later, like with the newer ones, I think Mortal Kombat has a very interesting story. Uh, they actually put care into their lore for anyone who gives a shit like that, but just, well, yeah. No, I mean, I, so I, it's on PS5, right? And four, yeah. Well, I, I play with, you know, like for now in Seattle, and I got fucking killed. And I did not expect it. I thought I was going to win that, but wait, um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay. Wait, were you you were playing at your friend's house? Yeah, just like one on one. Okay. One on one. Sure. Just and it just destroyed. Like I and I, you know, so I gave up gaming completely. But uh, I have said on this time program. I was like, yeah, like I don't know, back in the day. But it was it was cool to see, like you know, going from you know whatever mm. five to like two thousand. Sure. Who's your, who's your guy yeah. in Mortal Kombat? Oh, fuck. Uh, I, I go with the any women. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a real response to me. That, that's that's a very... Any, uh, the most powerful players in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so disingenuous, and I don't buy, I don't buy it for a fucking second. But uh, I'll, I'll, I, I, won't, I won't press you on this too much, uh, just because I know you've had... Uh, you've got a lot on your mind. You're sick. You're moving. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to bog you down with this anti-woman sentiment that you've you fostered on this program. Not me. I am pro-woman. Not according to your rankings. You're not. We can discuss that next. I <laughs> is there is there a women's match that's uh, higher uh, than you did today? I think there's got to be right. Like no, that's just higher than yeah, fifty-two. No. Fuck. <laughs> no. The uh, so we've watched two. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and then Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Well, that could just be like inspiration, like get better, like you know, wrestle better, skate better, like all of it. You know, are you mansplaining the ev- to these women how to wrestle? I'm the EVP of soul skating. All right, I know a little bit. Skate better, wrestle better. It goes hand in hand. You know. Okay. Uh, so here's here's what I'm proposing because I've already got it locked in for what we're watching before summer break. Mm-hmm. But we'll periodically check in. I have a couple yeah. matches in mind. I'll, you know what? I'm going to try and throw in like a really, really good women's match, and and do it, and I will rank it honestly. All right, I will rank it honestly. That's all I expect. My whole heart. I wouldn't. I'm not going to fudge the numbers. I'm going to cook the books a little bit in my favor. Cook I'm going to books. I'm going to honestly evaluate this. Match, all right, so. that's all I ask yeah. of you. But we'll we'll see how that that all plays out. But I've I've got some good ideas. For some random one-off stuff to do uh, good, good. during the break, so we'll we'll check in. We'll see how Ronnie Bear's doing in Denver. But again, we've got like another. What's the math on this? 
six more episodes to go. So uh, mm. you're not you're mm. not done with us yet. You got another month and a half of these boys talking about uh, you know whatever it is that we do on a week to week basis. But I do appreciate the time. Uh, if you're not already, remember you can rate us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. We haven't done this bit in a little bit. Uh, Ryan, what should they do if they're going to give us less than five stars? Consider four. Five, <laughs> consider know. consider four. Avoid all dolphins because Ryan will send one to your home. But uh, <laughs> follow us Instagram, Twitter, Hardmark Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Ryan, we did clarify R.J. Murphy nineteen twenty two because he was nineteen was his age and twenty two was his age when he forgot his password. But if, password. But if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. So like a like a piece of uh, like spaghetti. 